1: It's 8 a.m. and you're listening to KIOF-LP, 97.9 FM, Las Vegas. This is Las Vegas Public Radio. Broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience. In fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada.
2: From Feature Story News in London, I'm Oli Barrett. Israel's killed a senior commander from the Palestinian Islamic Jihad militant group in Gaza. Baha Abu al-Atta was targeted in his home by an airstrike. PIJ has vowed to avenge his death and dozens of rockets have been fired towards Israel from Gaza. Israel says Abu al-Atta was planning attacks on the country. A head-on train collision has taken place in Bangladesh, killing at least 15 people with the death toll expected to rise. Sriyoshi Mukherjee reports.
3: Two intercity trains crashed into each other in the early hours of Tuesday in the Brahman Baria district in eastern Bangladesh. 15 people have died and more than 50 people have been injured. The collision put a halt on trains passing through the capital Dhaka and major districts of Noakhali, Chittagong and Silhet for nearly seven hours. Bangladesh Prime Minister Sheikh Hasina gave a statement to local media where she offered support to the victims' families and described the accident as very shocking. The government has launched an investigation into the incident.
2: Former Bolivian President Ivo Morales has accepted political asylum in Mexico. He stepped down amid election fraud protests. Bolivia's military commander has ordered troops to support police who've been clashing with supporters of Ivo Morales. The deputy head of the Senate says she will be interim president until new elections. The massive bushfires across Australia's east coast have reached the country's biggest city, Sydney. A fire that broke out at Turramurra on Sydney's upper north shores has been contained but left many luxury properties damaged. Arthur
4: Stevens reports. 85 bushfires are burning across New South Wales with firefighters struggling to keep the flames from properties. Meanwhile north of the border in Queensland more than 60 fires are burning there with at least 12 homes destroyed four others severely damaged. Conditions are forecast to worsen with a strong wind change expected ahead and temperatures predicted to reach the mid to high 30s. More than a thousand firefighters are on standby should any fires break containment lines and crews from New Zealand, Southern States, Victoria and Tasmania and the Northern Territory have been sent to assist. The fire in Sydney's north is suspected to have been deliberately lit. It's exactly a month until the UK votes in a general election.
2: Ahead of the December 12th vote, the Brexit party of Nigel Farage is facing increasing pressure to stand aside in more constituencies. Mr Farage has already announced his party won't contest seats won by the Conservatives in 2017. But senior Conservatives say the Brexit party could still split the Leave vote in marginal constituencies. Chief Secretary to the Treasury Rishi Sunak says Mr Farage's party won't be the one that delivers Brexit. I very much do welcome that Nigel Farage has realised that the only way to deliver Brexit, which is something that he passionately cares about, is to have a majority Conservative government. So if you want to end this indecision and delay we've been facing, get Brexit done in a matter of weeks. The only way you do that is a Conservative government. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN.
5: The A to Z of impeachment.
4: The letter K is for Kiev, the Ukrainian capital that seems to have been a magnet for so many people in President Trump's immediate orbit, including his now jailed campaign manager, Paul Manafort, And his personal lawyer rudy giuliani but how is all this going down in kiev itself well amazingly it turns out that the u.s government funded broadcasters radio free europe and the voice of america have been finding out interviewing people on the streets of kiev truth be told i think this problem is all between the republicans and the democrats these are not our problems ukrainian people know for sure that all this is an American circus. And hearing from Brian Bonner, the editor of the Kiev Post.
5: People here did think and have believed the United States was a steadfast
6: ally. And then when it appears that Trump was just interested in shaking down the ukrainian president then it became just more sleazy politics
4: officials in ukraine are watching the impeachment process with great interest knowing that for as long as it continues it will be very hard to develop any kind of normal bilateral relationship with washington president trump insists he put no pressure on the ukrainian government that doesn't seem to be the view in kiev tomorrow the letter l it stands for Lutsenko in the a to z of impeachment
2: FSN is an independent source of news for TV, radio and digital networks worldwide. You can find more of our minute-by-minute updates on Twitter. Follow us there at Feature Story. And we have a wealth of audio and video stories from our global news bureaus on Facebook. You can find us there by following Feature Story News. Stay tuned for further updates right here. But for now, that is the latest Feature Story news. Ollie Barrett reporting.
6: Magic FM, Las Vegas,
4: where stars are made and
3: played.
1: The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The sports angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio Business
7: Trust Company.
6: Good morning, Las Vegas. It is time to look at, dissect, and hit from every angle the sports of your day. It's The Sports Angle with Rocco Kelly. Here on KIOF 97.9, here's your host, Rocco Kelly.
8: Welcome to The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. The Seattle Seahawks, they beat the undefeated San Francisco 49ers in a great game. In fact, you could say... Ruling matchup. Put in a whole an interesting situation, but you have to give a lot of credit to the Seahawks defense. Now, I briefly talked about this last last time. Jadeveon Clowney, they acquired him from the Houston Texans. They gave up some players and some picks to get him right before the season started. And what some people consider to be a very good deal for the Seattle Seahawks. Well, this season, Jadavion Clowney has proved to everybody that the Seattle Seahawks made the right move by acquiring him this season. He has been electric. He has been able to get to the quarterback. He has disrupted the passing game. So... From what I understand, what I understand about Davion Clowney and him helping out the defense, is face it, Frank Clark was their pass rusher for the last couple of seasons, and he went to Kansas City during the draft, during draft day, they sent him to Kansas City, and they got a first-round pick in return, and they drafted a defensive end, L.J. Coulier. So the Seattle Seahawks have revamped by getting rid of certain players. You want to focus on players who have left. Talk about Richard Sherman from the original Legion of Boom. He went to the San Francisco 49ers, and then the Seahawks replaced him with Kawandre Diggs, a guy that they acquired from the Detroit Lions at this year's NFL deadline. What I'm getting to here, as I'm just telling you all the players that they have acquired and all of the players that they have taken on this revamped Seahawks defense, is that no, this is no longer the Legion of Boom, what we knew from 2012 to 2016. No. No. This is the Legion of Boom 2.0. But you it's not gonna be But it's not going to be It's not gonna be the defensive backs and the safeties that are indicating the Legion of Boom this time. No, it is the front seven for the Seattle Seahawks that are initiating this Legion of Boom. J.D. Clowney, LJ Coulier, Bobby Wagner, still one of the guys from the original Legion of Boom. You have Griffin, you have Griffin, the linebacker that came from UCF. There is some very talented players on the defense, but I'm pointing out to you is that this defense is back. They're not the Legion of Boom from the past, but they are still, they're still a good defensive team. So, so with the Seattle Seahawks performing the way they did, beating the 49ers who were eight and zero at that point, I want to ask you, Sonar, and everybody who's watching right now: Is the Seattle Seahawks is the defense back to what it used to be? Like I'm saying, like it's the Legion of Boom 2.0, or is this a new Seahawks team that can't be really compared to their past counterparts
6: luckily Rocco it is a great system that is what I think the Seahawks got going for them is the fact that they know how to recreate a boom or at least come close and I think what they've been waiting for is the proper mix of you know those big guys and those fast guys that can actually attack and hold their own I think that's what they've finally come across here.
8: You have to give credit to the management of the Seattle Seahawks because in a very short time span, they have only had one player left on the defensive side from the 11 that were for that Legion of Boom back in 2012. Byron Maxwell has gone. Cam Chancellor is gone. Earl Thomas is gone. There are all these great players on that team that left. Bobby is the only one who's left. But they have revamped and they have retooled, like you pointed out. And I think you have to give a lot of credit, not just Pete Carroll, for being the head coach that he is. That's why he's one of the highest-paid head coaches in the NFL. But it's the fact that the Seattle Seahawks, they have been a consistent playoff team since 2011. And a lot of credit got to go to the general manager.
6: No, absolutely. Like I said, I think that's what they have what the best thing going for them is that it is a system. They have been trying to recreate the boom for so long that they've been kind of picking at things and trying other things. And I think they finally got the right solution to actually carry this. I mean, this isn't something that's, that's – uh, Took, uh, taken a couple years of actually being good, they've been pretty decent. But I think what this is going to do is step them up into the next level for maybe the next five years.
8: You bring up a great point about the next level. They are currently 8-2. and two. They're one of the best records in all of the NFL. Now, they had the first wild card because, unfortunately, they had the San Francisco 49ers in their division who have a half-game lead over them despite winning against them last, last night. However, I want to point out that the Seattle Seahawks could take over that division. They could take the division lead depending on all of the injuries the 49ers have had. I explained this yesterday, how important the injuries and the injury bug has plagued the 49ers, and we saw it in their game against Seattle. If Seattle pounces on this, and I believe they will, they could be the number one seed in the NFC. They can have home field advantage. And for anyone who's gone to any Seattle Seahawks game, or they understand how important the fan base is in Seattle, they will be rocking and they will be tearing the house down in Seattle. We are going to continue with our discussion with the NFL. We're going to be staying on the West Coast as we are going to be going to break. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this on the Sports Angle.
1: The air we breathe. The water we drink
5: Public radio station KIOF 97.9 FM is an official radio station for emergency information in Las Vegas. During an actual emergency, tune your radio to KIOF 97.9 FM for official up-to-the-minute information from the city of Las Vegas. Say,
3: if something strange in a neighborhood. Who you gonna call?
1: The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The Sports Angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio. Hello.
3: T Mobile. A call or click away keeps you in play, night and day. Are you with us?
7: My arms are open wide. I you know just what to say. And you know just what to do.
5: Hi, this is Paul. And this is Dean. From the Paul and Dean Show. Listen to the Paul and Dean Show live. Every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Right here on KIOFLP 97.9 FM. Las Vegas Public Radio. Broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience. In fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada.
7: Hi, I'm Aaron Clements inviting you to ride with the CNC Auto Show. Co-host John Ryan Mooney and I are two real-life in-the-shop ASC-certified technicians that ride with you each week and answer automotive questions, share tips, and have some fun as we ride. Our goal is to give you information on ways to make your car, truck, or SUV safer, more dependable, and to make it last longer for less money. The CNC Auto Show cranks up on Saturdays from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. We'll meet you right here at Magic 97.9 FM KIOF Las Vegas
0: hi everyone i'm craig orndorff on the next seems like old times our countdown year will also be our showcase feature And we're heading back to the middle of November 1948. So as always, we'll have the top ten countdown, but lots of other records that made up the soundtrack of November of 48. So come on by and join us as we listen to the memories on the next Seems Like Old Times. Seems Like Old Times can be heard each Sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on Magic 97.9 FM, KIOF, Las Vegas. American
7: Business Trust
0: Company.
6: Welcome back to the Sports Angle. Join the conversation at Amp.tv. Just like Vegas Mike, a different take is San Francisco using backups. And it was one-man show of Clowney putting on a one-man show. And now here's your one-man show, Rocco Kelly.
8: Welcome back to the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Follow me on social media at Rocco Kelly Radio and follow the show at the Sports Angle Radio. Now to Vegas, Mike, yes, the San Francisco 49ers are using a lot of backups. They have twelve players on their injured on their injury list. But you have to give credit to the Seahawks defense. It wasn't just Jadavion Clowney. Yes, he had a big part to it, and he was a one—he looked like a one-man machine. But you know, Diggs intercepting Garoppolo late in the game, understanding that Bobby Wagner had a presence, Coulier had a presence. The Seahawks defense was more than just Jadavion Clowney. But I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the backups, for Fisaran. I understand the backups for the San Francisco 49ers. Let's get to that real quick. Yes, there are 12 players on their injury list. Their top two wide receivers are gone in Emmanuel Sanders and George Kittle. I mean, George Kittle has been playing hurt all year, and Emmanuel Sanders just got injured. Two of their top tackles and Joe Staley and Mike McGlinchey are out. One of the best kickers in all the NFL, and Robbie Gold, was out during for, for Seattle against the Seattle game. Robbie Gold was out. They had to use a young kicker who missed a field goal so bad it went into the tunnel. I don't even think Madden could replicate that, even if you tried with the physics on that game. The running back in Matt Breida, he's also been injured. It seems like everybody who is not named Jimmy Garoppolo on the offensive side of the ball has been injured for the San Francisco 49ers. Now, their defense has actually been unscathed for the most part. Yeah, D. Ford had an injury, but for the most part, most of the key components for the 49ers defense has been there this season. So I have to ask you, Vegas, Mike, since you brought the question, San Francisco is using their backups. Well, if their backups took the San Francisco 49ers to an overtime against the Seattle Seahawks, who are a very good team, is that not? are you not giving enough credit to the 49ers team for what they have done for the team chemistry, but more importantly, the talent they have on their roster where they could bring in second string, and even for tight ends, because both of their starting tight ends were injured, their third string tight end had them come in and almost beat Seattle in an overtime loss. Are you not giving enough credit to San Francisco? Because I got a feeling that San Francisco, with all of their starters and all the players who are not on the injured list, if they were playing, I think the outcome would have been different. Vegas Mike. <laughs> Since we are focusing on the 49ers, they are 8-1. and one. I have heard some people say that Jimmy Garoppolo has been the, quote, weak link, and unquote, Of the San Francisco 49ers. Well, first off, where are the statistics to back up this argument? Jimmy Garoppolo has actually been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this year. He has actually been providing the San Francisco 49ers with a winning season, something they have not had since Alex Smith has been there. And if you really want me to talk about it, yes, Alex Smith was really the last quarterback the 49ers have had that was of any success to that team. Garoppolo came from New England. The 49ers gave up a good amount to get him because he was the backup to Tom Brady, but he also performed at an excellent level with the san francisco 49ers when he first came in during those five games and the two games he played in new england when tom brady was suspended so the people who are calling jimmy garoppolo the weak link of the san francisco 49ers i want you to explain to me how he is the weak link when he is really one of the best quarterbacks in the nfl If you're going to say that, then you're not giving him enough credit with all the people around him. like Right now, he has a lot of second-string guys that he's having to play with, and he's excelling. He's actually doing a very good job with the talent he has around him. With an offensive line that he actually... He actually, with all the offensive linemen that are gone, his two top tackles are out, and Joe Staley and Mike McGlinchey, he's doing the best he can. So, you have to understand with San Francisco 49ers, you have to give them at least a little bit of credit. They have a great defense, but Jimmy Garoppolo is doing a good job. And for people saying that he's the weak link of the 49ers, is not giving him enough credit. Yeah, yesterday I did say Seahawks would prevail. I will absolutely own up to it. Yeah, the Seahawks did prevail, and I called it here on the Sports Angle. Now, the 49ers did have backups, and the Seahawks are improving. So Vegas, Mike, both happened. The 49ers had backups, and they still managed to get the Seahawks into overtime. And the Seahawks' defense has had a revamp and a retooling that's able to compete with the 49ers. It's both ways, Vegas Mike. Now, Now, Sonar, with the San Francisco 49ers, all these people calling Jimmy Grappolo the weak link, do you think that holds merit, or do you think that it's just a statement for people to listen and try to get clicks?
6: Someone needs to be the scapegoat. Rock. Somebody needs to be the poster boy. Somebody needs to be the face for the reason. I think that is probably what's happening right now.
8: Right. There's always has to be a scapegoat in any situation. But I always thought the quarterback is the weak is the weak uh, option there. Like you can blame anything on the starting quarterback. Oh, absolutely. But- but what really should be, if anyone's looking for any, anything to blame for the San Francisco 49ers, it's all the injuries that have added up. 12 players. That's nearly an entire offense that has been injured. And one of the best kickers in all of the NFL, who used to be a Chicago Bear, by the way, and I wish he was still in Chicago, Robbie Gold, he was injured. They had to bring in this young kid who did not perform as advertised as the 49ers needed to be last night. So the injuries really is the weak link of the San Francisco 49ers. It's not Jimmy Garoppolo.
6: Yeah, but you you can't you can't put a face to 12 people. He should. Uh, the, I guess the reasoning is he should be able to use whatever tools he's at has at his disposal. The problem is, is most of those players that he normally uses are in the garbage disposal. Because you can't right. use them. There's nothing that you can do with it. So if you don't have his regular tools, I mean, what's a juggler without his balls? What's a uh, what's exactly. a gardener without his tools? What's a construction a- exactly. guy without the same wrench he's used for 50 years? I mean, those exactly. are his you, players.
8: You, yeah, you bring up a very good point. I mean, a starting running back is gone. The wide receiver they acquired at the trade deadline is injured. The tight end who broke the... Tight end receiving yards record last year is injured. And then the backup tight end that they got from Atlanta in order to help George Kittle got injured. Two of your offensive linemen are gone. It's all all injuries, and that is the big problem in San Francisco. However, you have to understand as well, when you're practicing with players, you get a rhythm. There are certain aspects of the game that you are going to have with certain players that you're going to look out for. George Kittle has been there ever since Jimmy Garoppolo has been in San Francisco. Kind of similar to what Travis Kelty was in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. When Mahomes isn't playing, Kelty suffers. When Kelty is injured, Mahomes suffers. And I feel like it's kind of the same way in the 49ers system. When Garoppolo doesn't have Kittle on the field, he looks out of place. And when Kittle doesn't have Garoppolo on the field, he doesn't look like the same tight end.
6: No, you hit it right on the head, man. The the fact and is that's... is how many times have you cut yourself with a new kitchen knife? It's still a knife. <laughs> You've used a knife plenty of times, but because it's new, because it's different, you hold it differently, use it differently. That's that's a testament to how they uh they manage to stay up against the Seahawks.
8: Right? And Vegas, Mike, I will point out that I think the Seahawks will edge out the 49ers, but it's going to be close. It's not going to be this runaway, 49ers are going to collapse kind of situation. I think the 49ers and Seahawks are going to battle until the very end. Instead of you talk about injuries, Vegas, Mike, you have to understand that the New York Yankees 2019 season was all about injuries and how they had an entire roster of on the injury reserve during the 2019 season. And those injuries actually piled up and made them lose in the ALCS, to the Houston Astros. So if there actually is a situation where an injury list is the face of a team for a season, the New York Yankees is the best example of it. And the San Francisco 49ers could be that next team where all they're having is injuries, injuries, and injuries. We are going to continue our football discussion after we go to break here on the Sports Angle. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after
6: this.
7: Las Vegas's first
0: official arts, culture, and tourist
7: station. Magic 97.9.
5: Las Vegas public radio station, KIOF 97.9 FM, is an official radio station for emergency information in Las Vegas. During an actual emergency, tune your radio to KIOF 97.9 FM for official up-to-the-minute information from the city of Las Vegas.
3: The
1: Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The Sports Angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio.
5: Hello.
3: T Mobile. A call or click away keeps you in play night and day. Are you with us?
7: My arms are open wide. you know just what to say. And you know just what to do.
5: Hi, this is Paul. And this is Dean from The Paul and Dean Show. Listen to The Paul and Dean Show live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. right here on. KIOF LP 97.9 FM. Las Vegas Public Radio. Broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience. In fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada.
7: Hi, I'm Aaron Clements inviting you to ride with the CNC Auto Show. Co-host John Ryan Mooney and I are two real-life, in-the-shop ASC-certified technicians that ride with you each week and answer automotive questions, share tips, and have some fun as we ride. Our goal is to give you information on ways to make your car, truck, or SUV safer, more dependable, and to make it last longer for less money. The CNC Auto Show cranks up on Saturdays from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. We'll meet you right here at Magic 97.9 FM KIOF Las Vegas.
0: Hi, everyone. I'm Craig Orndorff. On the next Seems Like Old Times, our countdown year will also be our showcase feature. And we're heading back to the middle of November 1948. So, as always, we'll have the top ten countdown, but lots of other records that made up the soundtrack of November of 48. So come on by and join us as we listen to the memories on the next Seems Like Old Times. Seems Like Old Times can be heard each Sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on Magic 97.9 FM, KIOF, Las Vegas. American
7: Business Trust Company.
6: Welcome back to The Sports Angle with your host, Rocco Kelly. Follow The Sports Angle on Twitter at The Sports Angle and join the conversation at amp.tv. And now, here's your host, Rocco Kelly. Welcome back to The Sports Angle. I'm your
8: host, Rocco Kelly. We are here on KIOF 97.9, Las Vegas Public Radio. (laughs) The offensive lineman position. Now, it's very underrated. Not many people like to talk about them. But it's very important to the game of football. Because if you're a quarterback, if you're a running back, you live and die by the offensive linemen, right? They're protecting you. They're protecting your blind side. They're making sure that you're not going to be put on the ground 40, 50, 60 times a game. Now, if that's the case, then why do offensive linemen not really get any recognition as opposed to the rest of the team? Like, for example, I'm going to give a perfect example of this. The Dallas Cowboys have had one of the best offensive lines in all of the NFL for the last four years. But when you talk about the Dallas Cowboys, are you going to talk about Zach Martin? Are you going to talk about Liel Collins? Are you going to talk about Tyron Smith? No, you're going to talk about Dak Prescott. You're going to talk about Ezekiel Elliott, the guys that they are protecting on the field. And these offensive linemen get paid, by the way. Oh, they get paid. I mean, Philadelphia Eagles' Brandon Brooks just got a four-year extension by the team to protect their franchise in Carson Wentz for the next couple of years. So, if they're getting extensions, and they're getting paid handsomely, with the recognition that they really do not get, And every once in a while, you might get some offensive linemen like the Hogs with the Washington Redskins back in the 80s. But what I want to point out to you is is that they're getting paid. So do these offensive linemen at the end of the day really care if they're getting recognition? Does their ego really have to have it? Or are they just happy to get paid and doing their job? Because at the end of the day, if you're getting paid money, let's just say you're a bouncer in Las Vegas. All right, since you know, you're sitting here, you're driving to work, taking kids to school. If you're late night, if you're at a club, if you're at one of these nightclubs and you're causing a ruckus, you're going to have one of those bouncers grab you by the horse collar and throw you out of there. And they kind of had the build and the size of an offensive lineman. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these bouncers weren't offensive linemen in a past life. So, the offensive line position is similar to the bouncer. They protect their position. They get rid of any problems that they can try to take care of. But most importantly, they don't really get that much recognition but they do get paid.
6: Rocco, oh, I, always, me, I know the <laughs> I, I always saw Wait, them bounce. as essentially meat walls with hands that push back. You know what I mean? That's an offensive right, lineman. Just a ju- they would practically be the best Red Rover teammates you could possibly have.
8: Right now, every once in a while, we see these posts about a quarterback or a running back. Buying the whole offensive line something. Like, I remember hearing Ezekiel Elliott, his rookie year, bought his entire offensive line brand new cars. I mean, that's a nice gesture, right? I mean, I think everybody who is protecting somebody as a meat wall, as you put it, would like to get a new car from the people that they're protecting. Am I right?
6: Well, exactly. Well, and possibly take them out to dinner as many times as you can.
8: Of course. However, with a dinner, I do have to point out these offensive linemen, based on how big and how much of a build they have, you know they probably eat a lot of chicken and a lot of beer during the year.
6: <laughs> Why do you think they they, uh, they get paid so much? That stuff's
8: expensive. <laughs> I think I remember hearing a joke that uh, if you're going to take an offensive lineman out to dinner – uh, you're going to have to pay very, very well to make sure they get fed properly. Because that's not cheap.
6: That's like taking a, um, a competitive eater out to dinner. Make sure you go to a <laughs> buffet.
8: Exactly.
6: Sonar were the meat uh, wall type roles in the Navy. Well, thank you for asking that question, Vegas Mike. There were definitely meat rolls, and there were definitely people that were shaped like meat rolls.
8: Now, what's the difference, Sonar, between the two?
6: Oh, the (laughs) difference? No, the meat rolls that you actually have in the galley for lunch. Okay. And (laughs) All stamped for institutional use only.
8: Okay. Now, I do want to say that meat wall, I feel like that should be trademarked. Like somebody in the NFL should like to have the nickname Meat wall because in a sense that's what we're talking about here. All right They are the piece of meat that the defense alignment and the linebackers have to get past to get to the quarterback. And the whole entire job, of the defense is to get past those offensive linemen. And the offensive linemen's job, and ways and why they get paid so much, is for them to pancake block. It's for them to block shed. It's for them to make sure that those defensive ends, they don't get to the quarterback. Oh,
6: well, exactly, and so lay on back... them if they have to.
8: Yeah, hey, could you imagine? Like, I know that defensive linemen are similar in size, but I've always seen, and this always makes me laugh, like, one of these like linebackers, if you ever see him get crushed by an offensive lineman, you can tell that it hurts. Oh, yeah. Like the wind gets knocked out of him, and you could hear the, uh, uh, oh, okay, that's going to hurt. I'm going to feel that for a while.
6: You don't want to be at the bottom of that dog pile. <laughs> I've
8: never been at one, so I thankfully don't know about that.
6: No, so you're saying at, in the same ranks as the Dream Team or the Legion of Boom— there's the San Francisco 49ers meat wall.
8: Hey, 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 exactly. Or because I brought the Dallas Cowboys earlier, and there is, they are one of the most highest paid offensive lineman groups in the entire NFL. Let's just call them the meat wall.
6: Yeah, if, if anything's Cow- going to be a meat wall, you're going to find it in Texas.
8: <laughs> hey, could you imagine the advertising in Dallas? Just based on what we know about Jerry Jones, he would milk the heck out of that introducing the meat wall and you just see a banner just come out of nowhere
6: (laughs) sponsored by Omaha steaks
8: (laughs) exactly yeah like hey, Jerry Jones get on top of that if I know anything about you by the end of next week I will be seeing a banner hung somewhere meat wall and you're gonna have all the offensive linemen with a thing of meat in their hand them chowing down on it in the advertisement Come on, it's great marketing.
6: No, exactly. And you can see some of these these guys when they line up, they almost look like Spartans with the way that they they curve and the way that they line up on there. And then how they just hold that line. Like we said, meat wall. They are right next to each other. They're going to say, "I am going to protect this 4-foot box with my life."
8: Right. Um have you ever seen the movie Three Hundred? I have. Okay, in a the movie, they actually have like the big guys, like the really big, bulky guys. And they latch their arms together and they mm-hmm. have their shields, and they are like the first line of defense. To me, those offensive linemen, if they were back in that, if they back in the day, they would have most definitely been the first line of defense. They would have had their shield. They would have had their their pointy stick, and they would have just been like. You
6: know? That's it. They are (laughs) Red Rover World Champions.
8: Exactly. Exactly. Now, I do want to point out that with all these contract extensions the offensive linemen are getting, there is still some teams in the NFL who don't pay their offensive linemen that much? In fact, there are a couple of teams that majority of their offensive linemen are either on rookie contracts or they're on veteran minimums. And you want to know the fun fact about those teams that are not paying those offensive linemen? They're in the last
6: place.
8: <laughs> the moral of the story, folks pay your offensive linemen, pay your meat wall. And you will get results on the field.
6: Pay your meat wall. That is amazing.
8: Exactly. Yes, that's that a bumper sticker right will... there. We have a bumper sticker. Go to our website, thesportsangle.com. By the end of this week, we're going to have bumper stickers. Meat wall.
0: The Dallas. All right, meat we're going to get that.
8: <laughs> Now, it's great to talk about the Dallas meat wall, but we have to go to break. So, this is the Sports Angle. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this.
5: Las Vegas Public Radio Station, KIOF 97.9 FM, is an official radio station for emergency information in Las Vegas. During an actual emergency, tune your radio to KIOF 97.9 FM for official up-to-the-minute information from the city of Las Vegas. Something
3: strange.
1: The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The Sports Angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio.
3: Hello. D-Mobile, a call or click away, keeps you in play, night and day. Are you with us?
7: My arms are open wide, I you know just what to say, and you know just what to
5: do. Hi, this is Paul, and this is Dean. From the Paul and Dean Show. Listen to the Paul and Dean Show live. Every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Right here on KIOFLP 97.9 FM. Las Vegas Public Radio. Broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience. In fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada.
7: Hi, I'm Aaron Clements inviting you to ride with the CNC Auto Show. Co-host John Ryan Mooney and I are two real-life, in-the-shop ASC-certified technicians that ride with you each week and answer automotive questions, share tips, and have some fun as we ride. Our goal is to give you information on ways to make your car, truck, or SUV safer, more dependable, and to make it last longer for less money. The CNC Auto Show cranks up on Saturdays from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. We'll meet you right here at Magic 97.9 FM KIOF Las Vegas.
0: Hi, everyone. I'm Craig Orndorff. On the next Seems Like Old Times, our countdown year will also be our showcase feature. And we're heading back to the middle of November, 1948. So as always, we'll have the top 10 countdown, but lots of other records that made up the soundtrack of November of 48. So come on by and join us as we listen to the memories on the next Seems Like Old Times. Seems Like Old Times can be heard each Sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on Magic 97.9 FM, KIOF, Las Vegas. Lincoln
7: Business Trust Company.
6: Welcome back to The Sports Angle with your host, Rocco Kelly. Join the conversation at amp.tv. Thanks for listening, Las Vegas, on KIOF 97.9 FM. And now, here's your host, Rocco Kelly. Welcome back to The
8: Sports Angle. I'm your host Rocco Kelly, follow me on social media at Rocco Kelly Radio, and follow the show at the Sports Angle Radio. Now, we have discussed the NFL, the National Football League, you know, for nearly 45 minutes. Let's back away from that. College football season, it's a great time to be a college football fan. Unless you're a fan of the USC Trojans. The word disappointment is really what you can describe for USC the last couple of years. They do not look like the powerhouse that they were a decade ago. Does anybody remember from like 2001 to 2009 how dominant USC was with Pete Carroll? They had... Carson Palmer, they had Matt Lennart, they had Mark Sanchez, Reggie Bush. There were all of these great players at USC. Well, in this decade, it's unfortunate, but USC has kind of been irrelevant in this decade, in the 2010s, for the most part. And I understand that the allegations and the NCAA probation their Heisman Trophy being vacated, their bowl games, their wins in the 2000s had to be stripped away from them because of the scandal that happened in the mid-2000s. And I'm not even going to get into what happened with the whole uh, admissions thing because that's not really sports-related per se. So, but USC football, they really have gone downhill and with their season being in the situation they're in now, they are not a top twenty-five team. Yeah, they're going to be bowl eligible, but honestly, half of college football teams make a bowl game now anyway. So it's not like that's big of It's not like it's that big of an achievement anymore to make a bowl game in college football when half of the roster makes it. So what I'm getting to at USC is Clay Helton. He seems like a nice guy. okay. But he's been there for a couple of years. The program really doesn't look like they have turned a corner. And I pointed out a while ago that if Clay Helton did not get USC to win the Pac-12, that he was going to be fired. And so far, based on the fact that Oregon and Utah are both in the top ten, in the college football rankings. I find it highly unlikely that USC will go anywhere near winning the Pac-12. So when you factor that in, and what I said earlier, with Clay Halton being fired at the end of the year, who are they going to bring in? And more importantly, who is USC going to consider to be their next head coach? Now, they could just hire from within, and bring in Graham Harrell, who, you know, he was with University of Houston, he was with North Texas, he was a former Texas Tech quarterback, and he did play some time in the NFL with the Green Bay Packers as a backup to Aaron Rodgers. They could bring him in, or they could do what a lot of people are saying, and what I have said for a while now. Which is, you bring in a prestige and you bring in a name. And that name is Urban Meyer. Now, there's a lot of people who have talked about Urban Meyer and USC. However, what I want to point out to you is that USC, they need a name at this point. They need a head coach who would be able to come in and motivate the program. And they got to get recruited. All right, they just lost a four-star recruit this weekend. He uh, officially decommitted from USC, which is a very bad and a very horrible situation for USC. And you're going to need those top recruits to come back to USC and make the program relevant again. Then you're going to need a head coach that knows how to recruit. A head coach who has done this before. And Urban Meyer has actually been a very successful recruiter. He did it with University of Utah, he did it with Ohio State, and he did it at Florida. So, with the proven track record that he has had, and the fact that he actually kind of ended his college football career on a high note at Ohio State, well, if you don't include the scandal that happened immediately afterwards, and we're talking about just on the field, Urban Meyer would have a lot of prestige and a lot of credibility for USC. But I guess the question we're all not asking is, does Urban Meyer really want to go back? That like USC can give him a paycheck. Oh, believe me, USC has the money to pay a top college football head coach. All right, they did it with Pete Carroll all those years ago. But would Urban Meyer really want to go back? He's currently an analyst for Fox Sports. He seems like he enjoys what he's doing now. He's not having the stress of having a college football program. So if I'm playing devil's advocate here in this scenario, if USC has the money, would that really motivate Urban Meyer to go be a coach again? Or does he just want to enjoy post-coaching career and being an analyst for Spock Sports, where he does seem like a happy guy.
6: Rock, if you get to hang up a blazer and still collect uh, pretty much the same amount of money, I, I think he'd much rather sit behind a microphone.
8: So let's say that USC made him one of the highest paid coaches in, in, in college football. I think Because, it, like I pointed out, USC has the money to pay him that, you know, around the $9 million per year that Harbaugh, Sweeney, Saban, like where those guys are getting paid.
6: At this point, I think for him, it's what his passions are. That's what's really going to drive him. I think he's made enough money, made his money. Urban Meyer never seems like a greedy guy whenever you you talk, talk to him or anything. Now, people are always throwing money at him. So, I mean, I guess it's easy to not be greedy if people are just handing money hand over fist to you. But um, what I'm trying to say is that I think it's really whatever his passions are now. Essentially, he's in retirement or mentally in retirement. So he's going to try to find something that, that keeps him occupied, still keeps him in the game. I think without having all of the stressors that come along with it.
8: Now, USC alumni, yes, they would want Urban Meyer. The alumni of Southern California, they want to win again. and They want any means necessary, so they would want Urban Meyer. But you bring up a great point. He is basically in retirement. I understand he's getting a very good deal. He's gotten a very lucrative deal to be an analyst at Fox Sports. But you brought up the fact that mentally he's in retirement at this
6: point. Yeah, he gets to travel. He gets to watch other games. He gets to do what what he loves to do as any coach is analyze. Get to watch some plays and then tell people what he thinks about it. Now, at this point, it's not just his the same team over and over again that he's telling people. Now he's broadcasting to the world, which I think is a perfect place for him for retirement is let him – be behind that microphone and giving us the coach's eye instead of him using it for another uh, another college that's pretty much just using him for his uh for his fame for the most part.
8: Right. So if USC and Urban Meyer don't agree, there really isn't any college football head coaches that have anywhere near the prestige that he does.
7: Las Vegas' is number one, all public radio. Magic, magic
6: 97.9.
1: The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The sports angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Here on
3: KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio. Great tailoring and alterations are hard to find these days. For ample, a new tailoring and alterations shop in Henderson, Nevada can help you with all your needs. Their website is www.fire-ample.com. You may contact Shirley at 702-867-1088 for more information. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? T-Mobile. A call or click away keeps you in play night and day. Are you with us?
7: You know just what to say And you know just
3: what to do The following magic music mix is sponsored by Gary Grotkey, Certified public accountant, CPA With quality back office
0: Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters Redfin agents can help They'll answer your questions with honest advice So you know exactly what you're getting into They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church VA. (sighs)
3: 844-759-7732.
5: The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle?